Hello. Hello. Hey, Megan. Lydia, is that you? It's it's me. Oh my gosh. Has it been, let me think, one, two, three, four, five. Has it been seven days? Has it been a week? <laughs> yeah. Whoa. So you know Welcome what that means. Welcome, everyone. Yep. <laughs> We're back. Back yes. at it. It's later at night than we usually record, so just get ready for that. Delirium. <laughs> but do you want to know why it's later at night than we usually record? Yeah, what have you been up to? I, as a matter of fact, was out making friends. That is right. Yay! It's, right? I think, what is it, episode 13? And I, <laughs> no, episode 14. It's 14. <laughs> yeah, girl has made a friend or two. It's it was great. I I could What'd barely find myself away. I so there's this um there's a an arcade bar in downtown Greensboro called the I think it's the Barcade Boxcade Boxcar Arcade something like that. Whoa. I don't care what it's called because I was just there for the company. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was out hanging out with a few folks who I met through the service project that I did way back at the beginning of August when I started my uh, summer term at Elon Law. Uh, just by happenstance, I like picked the out of the garden project to do my service project at. And uh, I went and I met this woman named Lily and Lily seemed like my kind of people and Adam, my partner in love and life, uh, <laughs> made a connection with her as well. Anyway, so now he like volunteers there every week and um, she invited us to hang out and we did. And it was super fun. And I thought for sure we were going to go for maybe one hour, like outside two hours. Oh, and nice. it is 10 p.m. and I got home like 30 <laughs> minutes ago. So it was a very solid Monday. That's I was great. I would almost say it was my high. Almost. <sighs> Um, wow, I love that one service project led to that. I mean, it just goes to show, like, you got to put yourself out there. You got to, like, show up and do the things that feel like, why would I do this? I don't know. Like, maybe, sure, fine, why not? For our orientation, we had a service day, and I didn't sign up in time. <laughs> so I was just randomly assigned. I mean, I, I didn't sign up for a preference. It wasn't like I was opting out of doing the service day. But then I was randomly assigned to the JCC, and it was great. And then I got a free pass to go back. And Wait, I don't know like, what the, what oh. is the JCC? Oh, the Jewish Community Center. Oh, rad. Yeah. So what does it mean to get a pass to go back to that? Right. Okay. Sorry. I assumed, I assumed everyone knew what a JCC was. Okay. Um, it, it's kind of like a YMCA, but instead of Young Men's Christian Association, it's Jewish Community Center. So it's what got, are you like doing? pool... Um, like workout <laughs> stuff. Like it also has a garden. This it's great. It's huge. You know, you know what that sounds like to me. What it sounds like spa day? Yeah, it's gonna <laughs> be. It's gonna be spa day for sure. Yes. Um. So wait, what were you doing there on your service project? Um. There were some people working in the garden. Um. There were also people working or just playing with kids. And they had, so they had like a kid's daycare and they also had um, an adult daycare. I don't mm -hmm. know how to describe it really, but I was just hanging out with adults who needed care during the day. We were like playing, 
um, like, I don't even remember the names of the games that we played. It was great. We were just hanging out. That sounds like my ideal Saturday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just a little far from where I live. Otherwise, I'd probably go more often. Mm. Um, well, so if that's almost your high, then what's your high? Oh, man. My high this week. Okay. So last Thursday, I got an email from our dean of career and student development titled podcast. (laughs) Okay. And you can only, yeah. Like, does that not just absolutely strike fear into your heart? (laughs) Yeah. Because I got this email. I did like, those were the next words out of my mouth. I was going to say, this is, I think I said out loud to my present company. Um, (laughs) This must be a cease and desist. And I opened it and it actually was just a few sentences of praise um, from Dean Duncan. So shout out to Dean Duncan if you're listening. Apparently she had heard about my podcast, uh, gave it a listen, my podcast, our podcast, what am I saying? Um, Pardon. And uh, she has her own podcast. And so she said, if you ever want to talk podcasting, let me know. So What's her any her, so her podcast. No, her podcast is called Influential Motherhood. And I listened to three episodes and it is really awesome. It's all about essentially like women who also happen to be mothers and their various life pursuits. Um, and the one episode I, I listened to that I really liked was about a, a, a mother who's also a grad student who has a child um, with a disability and just listening to the way that like she navigates her schedule made me think, oh my God, law school and the, the skills I'm learning in law school about budgeting my time and like figuring how to make things work with like on a shoestring budget and with only so many hours in a day, minutes in an hour is completely applicable to motherhood. (laughs) I mean, no, seriously, like listening to the way that, that this woman navigates her day and the concessions that she's willing to make and the, the the things that she makes time for. I'm like, Whoa, we should, Lydia and I have had this exact same conversation just substitute like (laughs) ICW for one month old. (laughs) I mean, truly though. It was okay. awesome. Yeah. Uh, let's just stop the episode now. <laughs> Freaking me out. Yeah. No, ah! I, I, I listened to a, um, a parenting podcast as well called The Longest Shortest Time. It's really delightful. I listen to a lot of podcasts that are not relevant to me. <laughs> um, Wait, that is such a cute podcast name. The Longest Shortest Time. Yeah. Is that it, sort of speaking to like the fact that in the moment of raising a child, it feels like it will... It's like so difficult. It will last forever. But then all of a sudden you blink and they're 18 and they're like gone. Probably. That sounds right to me. Okay. Um, Anywho. My <laughs> high for the week, I, I was wondering if maybe I shouldn't share it. But Ooh. I don't think that many people at my school listen to the podcast. So maybe I will. Um. <laughs> A friend of mine doesn't use her locker. And so I 
when I found this out a couple of days ago was like, okay, so are we going to use it for a shrine or what? <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Hear me out. Okay. So, <laughs> she shared the, the like combination code with me and another friend. And I was like, all right, see you in a couple of days <laughs> or, or like check it in a couple of days. And I, um, put like some treats in there and like post-its we can write each other notes and I have like a little omamori from Japan which is like a it's like a good luck charm from a shrine there and it's a good luck for studies little um like charm Mm -hmm. and I have like a little cat um in there and some like bells hanging up and some (laughs) streamers and also a little (laughs) wooden like figure thing it's like (laughs) it's just a really peaceful place and i have like a lot of chocolate stored in there so it's just a place that is like a nice restful place and i love it i love that like among all of these lockers there's a little shrine locker that no one knows about (laughs) well except for anyone listening to this podcast but it's not many not many people um who would be around those lockers i I'm almost at a loss for words about how much joy that brings me and also how much it makes me miss you being in my like Aww. daily life on uh, no seriously I, the fact that in the context of law school which is perhaps the most stressful thing I've ever done and I think that a lot of my like cohort would say the same that you can like carve out time to be creative and find these little joys. I mean, like I might think, yeah, prime shrine real estate, (laughs) but would I ever go out of my way then to like go buy treats and like think about what to put in the shrine and then actually do it? Probably not because my soul has been sucked nearly dry. Well, you're very good at actually doing your work. I'm like empty locker. This is a chance for me to procrastinate hard. (laughs) I just, I don't know. I listened to that. I guess this is a classic grass is greener situation because (laughs) while you might be like, Megan does all her reading, I'm over here like, Lydia makes shrines for people. (laughs) Like I'm, I do nothing for anyone (laughs) except myself. Uh, I'm not spreading joy. You're actively spreading yes, joy. I'm not, I'm not spreading it. It's like I am hoarding it for me and the two friends. But but anyways, um, we can quabble about that later. Uh, that's my high. And I've also talked to a couple more people. Um, so shout out to Brie for listening to me talk about a prima facie negligence claim. And to Oren for listening to me not talk about, but ramble about factual causation and negligence, because I'm still trying to figure that out. Um, so still an open invite for people to, <laughs> to write in if they want to chat. <laughs> yes. And also, speaking of open invites, um, uh, this goes, this is, I'm directly addressing our current listener. Um, so if you are currently listening, dig those earbuds a little deeper into your ear canals because we, meaning Lydia and I, have a request for you. Um, we had this idea that maybe for an honest, Dean Duncan, if you're one of the people that just dug your earbuds a little deeper into your ears, um, this is a direct ripoff from one of your episodes because I loved it so much. But uh, we had an idea 
derivative from Dean Duncan's, that perhaps we would do a Q&A episode where our listeners could present questions to us that we would answer live on the podcast. Um, I loved Dean Duncan's episode where she was just giving a background on like her and why she was doing what she was doing. Um, I don't know, giving a little more context to the project. So Lydia and I thought maybe we'd give that a go. So if you have any questions about who we are and why we will not stop doing this, <laughs> uh, feel free to write us. Uh, we have a, a link in our lawschoolandbrief.com website. If you scroll all the way to the bottom, there's a contact us form. You just put in your name or alias, <laughs> email, and then a message. Uh, or just hit us up on Instagram or email if you know us, and we would love to answer your questions. Yeah. That cool. would be really fun. Um, okay. Thanks for making that announcement. Do you have any lows? No. <laughs> to just totally turn Come on. No? I think I'm going to skip my low. I'm going to okay. skip it because that was a good transition. <laughs> okay, cool. My low was simply doing legal research this week. And that's kind of what we're going to talk about this and week. And that is such an and interesting segue. <laughs> yeah, because, oh my gosh, our topic is research and legality. Legal research. <laughs> Super fun. Oh, uh, you know, but I did think it would be okay. I thought I thought the research would be the easy part because I did it all through undergrad. Yeah, I mean, research in undergrad for me was like the time that I could kick back and eat hot Cheetos and listen to angry girl music and just like Google things until I found what I needed. Wait, have uh, you been eating hot Cheetos recently? Because I just finished a bag of hot Cheetos at like 2 a.m. the other night and almost <laughs> texted the group me <laughs> at my school to be like, either you're just finishing off a bag of hot Cheetos at 2 a.m. or you're not. And then I didn't. <laughs> Probably for the better. Um, <laughs> interesting you should ask me that, though. And I think hot Cheetos popped into my head only because on my... I, to answer your question, no, I have Dang not it. been eating hot Cheetos. Um, however, curiously, there appeared on my desk today what looked like the remnant of a piece of a hot Cheeto, and it sparked a lot of follow-up questions I didn't want to ask. So okay. <laughs> just threw it away. You were eating hot Cheetos in undergrad and doing research. Yes, yes, okay. I was doing both those things. Yeah. <laughs> Have yeah, you ever I, heard? I definitely felt comfortable with like JSTOR and, you know, just your general like looking up books in the library and getting different sources from different places. It was nice. It was so, it was almost meditative. You were just like, I know exactly what I need to do. The sources are unlimited. I could bend these sources to like meet whatever argument I'm trying to make. It was just, <laughs> it was comfy. It was super comfy. In law school, it does not feel comfy. <laughs> not comfy. Um, so both Lydia and I are working on our open memos right now. Yeah. And it's different from a closed memo, let me tell you. Because in a closed memo, you are given a set of sources that you are supposed to read through and then formulate an argument um, based on a set of facts using only those like set number of sources. In an open memo, 
the world is your oyster and you can go forth and Google and search and pull whatever you want. The only thing is the implications for doing it incorrectly are much greater because as a lawyer, if you pull a source that is quote unquote bad law, you could get disbarred. <laughs> Meaning all this stuff you're doing in law school, all this work you're doing, all the work you do in passing the bar, whatever career you're trying to build as a lawyer could be completely undercut by your using accidentally or not bad law, law that's been overruled, law that's, oh my God, my cat, sorry. <gasps> Again, she knows when I'm recording. She's probably interrupting my diatribe. She's like, shut up. Um, I didn't even, I haven't even learned about that. I just thought it was like, ineffective I didn't realize it was so damaging no oh my gosh so I have a I don't know about you but right now I'm enrolled in a class that's dedicated to legal research it's yes me too okay rad yeah so it meets it meets once a week um and our professor who teaches that class makes damn sure that we know the repercussions of using bad law and how much it costs to run a simple search on a legal database. And Lydia, I know that you know the answer, but if you didn't know the answer and I asked you how much you thought it would cost to essentially legal Google something, how much would you guess? Okay, I would have thought that if you were a, if you had a, a paying subscription to a legal database, that the additional searches would not cost you more because it would be included in the in the subscription price. Right? Yeah. I, that's I, I don't exactly know how they get away with charging more than zero. So how <laughs> much do they charge? Well, I haven't actually learned this, but your figure is 50 bucks yep. per search. Yeah. So our legal research professor makes sure to let us know every time we do an incorrect search. <laughs> and I know she does not mean this maliciously at all. I know it's to teach us like a hard lesson that we better learn in a classroom than in real life, but she'll stand over you and watch you search something. And if you type in like what she considers to be a nonsense search term, let's say, or like series of terms, she'll say, that just cost your firm fifty dollars. <laughs> just like I mean, there's the pressure. Al there's already the incentive to be efficient because you're doing billable hours. Like you, you're wanting to, you know, get through things. So I just hate that there's this additional thing that like disincentivizes curiosity and like really having a f the fullest understanding you could have. Like I hate that. Yeah, yeah, it's it's not cute. Um, and actually, I was talking about this exact thing with another one of my classmates today, um, just about like, how much it costs to search things and why that just feels like it would hinder any, like you said, curiosity. Um, and she told me that her preceptor, which is Elon Law's like legal mentor to 1L students, told her that rather than starting in LexisNexis or Westlaw, which are two of the major legal databases, um, if you're looking for information on something, start by Googling it. And Google, you know, like North Carolina shopkeeper law. 
and see if you can get any case names off of that and then take those case names and go into one of those legal databases and search it, which I thought was ingenious because, I mean, imagine if you had done it the opposite way, you could, you could accidentally cost your law firm an, an additional $100 because you're searching it the opposite way and not getting, you know, you, you'd have to do two clicks instead of one simple search. So yeah, a, I, I, it does make sense if you have a, if you kind of like know what to search for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think for like, for me starting out my research for my open memo, like I knew what statute I had to work with, but I didn't really know the cases that would be cited a lot. So I just like, I just started by plugging the statute into Westlaw and then looking at the um, notes of decisions. Is that what it's called? Yeah. <laughs> I remember. Yeah. Um, but are you doing something about shopkeeper law? What I is that? am. What is, what is shopkeeper law? Oh my God. I have is that some... where they can like imprison you? Yes. yes. Oh my gosh. But that always creeps that. me out. But they don't call okay. it that. They, they do not use the word imprison. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I'm the first to admit right now that I know very little about this. Um, but so in my open memo, we're talking about, about uh, in an incident that happened, this is a fictitious incident that happened in Indiana, um, where a shop owner, shopkeeper detained a customer because uh, he thought that they were shoplifting. And so there's this, um, there's an act within a code and it's called the Shoplifting Detention Act. And it basically lays out the scenarios in which a shopkeeper is allowed to detain a potential shoplifter and then the things once they've detained that potential shoplifter they can and cannot do um not That's just wild yeah i mean it is it is like you like the shopkeeper can legit detain this person <laughs> i always thought that citizens arrest was a rumor until i got to law school and i was like hold on <laughs> that's real yeah <laughs> yeah People can just hold you places. And then, I mean, if it turns out that it was completely bunk and, you know, you as the plaintiff, once you like leave that situation, you could sue that person for false imprisonment. Hello, torts. Yeah. Love the crossover. Our open memo is about um, like a whistleblower case, but it was, it was formulated before all of the Trump whistleblower stuff. So our professor was like, it's not about that. It's different. <laughs> um, it's like just in Michigan. Uh, yeah. I well, love I the idea. Can I just interrupt you really quick to say, I love the idea that your professor spent like all summer coming up like meticulously <laughs> with this whistleblower thing that you're supposed to research. And then all of a sudden, like a moment <laughs> before you're supposed to, they present this, Assignment to the class, this Trump whistleblower thing comes out like, what? No! Basically. Damn it! Nah! nah. It it does make it more interesting. Like, I've listened to more about the current whistleblower news just because it's on my radar more. Even more than it was. Um, Man, I... What else should we talk about for these memos because there's not that much I can talk about under the honor code since we're also working on it just in case someone does listen to it. Same, same. Did did y'all have like a really serious honor code training thing? We did. Yeah. 
Oh, do you want to talk about the undercode for a minute? I haven't. We could talk about it in another episode. Like, oh. in depth. Very good. I was going to say, is the honor code like the rules to Fight Club where the first rule is you don't talk about the honor code? <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think if you have any questions about it, you're supposed to ask someone who knows the answer. Mm. You're just Boring. not supposed to talk about it? Well, I guess you can't answer that, can you? <laughs> ah. Okay, um, well, then I'll just talk about how much time I spent on this memo, even though right. I won't go into details about it. So I had a research presentation this morning where I met with my professor one-on-one and um, just to like kind of present what I've researched so far. And we're supposed to narrow down like all of our, like all the potential cases out there. Of course, they all have to be in Michigan and they all have to be about this issue, but that's still left like maybe 50 cases to go through. And so um, I was like, okay narrowing down 50 cases to four cases like how long could that take um (laughs) it took at least 15 hours (laughs) Um, wait what yeah for me i mean were you like what are these billable hours are you breaking them down (laughs) to 15 minute increments like how were you did you sit down in one 15-hour spurt, like a Basically, a yes. That's how I know that it was 15 hours, because I, no. it was just, like, over... It was just, like, yesterday, and then I, like, went to sleep, and then I woke up early to finish it before this 10 a.m. meeting, and then I was like, oh, man. How and early I got every, is early? Okay, it's not, it's not Megan early. It's, like, 7. <laughs> That's early still. I mean, it's early for me. <laughs> you stay up until, like, what, midnight? Yeah, I stayed up until two and then I got up at seven. But Uh, I got like, I, and see at midnight. So I don't know what hour around, but I had like two solid cases and that I was like, I know I can like use these for rules and then I have to just reread it, just like re skim over everything to find the other two. And then I found two that I thought could work and. Anyways, I got everything together before my presentation, but um, I hadn't like run through my the actual presentation itself. Yeah, that was kind of garbage. <laughs> I'm sure it wasn't garbage. I did cry during it. She you, said it was wait, okay. Wait, what? Wait, <laughs> I was just really stressed out. I just realized as I was talking that I just wasn't saying the right things, and wait. so. I- Lydia, you <laughs> cried during a live presentation. It was just one on one. It was just me and her. Everyone oh. had sorry, yeah. Every I would I probably wouldn't have cried in front of the crowd, actually. It would be different. It's just because she's so nice. And like she was like, uh-huh, well, why don't you tell me about this thing? Like, you know, what I was supposed to be telling her about and not what I was talking about, which was like just rambling about facts of different cases that weren't relevant. <laughs> Yeah. But she kept trying to like just so kindly guide me and then I would just after minute like seven of fifteen, those fifteen minutes when I was like, Oh my gosh, I still haven't said anything worthwhile. I just cried. And then she like gave me some tissues and was like, This happens often, don't worry about it. And then oh I was able to like my God. She did not create this situation. I completely created it myself. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, <laughs> Uh, well, oh. there it is. I mean, the presentation part was only part of the grade. Now, I have to make up for that. <laughs> <Buddy>. <laughs> oh, 
like, <laughs> I'm so sorry. And I handed her like a, a huge stack of research and like, I think she would have preferred that I had like skimmed it down more. So, oh, well, man. but like in the end I had the right cases. So like the heart of the thing was good. All yeah. that hard work that you put in was not for nothing. It wasn't for nothing. It just was like, it was just too much. I just no. I really, so my friend Alyssa, before I left Boston, gave me this advice because she's in grad school. She was like, just budget like twice as much time as you think you'll need for like everything. And it's excellent advice. Um, and I thought I had done that. I was like, I'm giving myself an entire day to work on this. Um, turns out that was half of the amount <laughs> or you know maybe exactly the amount of time that I needed. That, that is such good advice. I actually, it's <laughs> not great advice. <clears throat> yes, that is excellent advice. That's another thing I'm going to write on my fridge. <laughs> so many things on the fridge. Um, no, I, I had this, uh, this group assignment due, uh, on, on Sunday, um, that Brittany, shout out to Brittany <laughs> from like the 10th time in a row. Uh, Brittany and I and the two other folks were, were part of this group. And I thought, okay, on Sunday, I'm just going to go back over everything and like double check it. I, I budgeted one hour and it took three. Yeah. I, it's just, and that's buckling down and doing the work. I don't yes. know why, yeah. where do we get these numbers? Like where, why did I, where? what gave me the idea that it was only going to take one hour? Has anything in law school ever taken one hour except quizzes that stress <laughs> me out? No, it always takes so much longer. Yeah, it really, and I, um, I want to like, exp maybe just like to defend myself, explain why legal research takes so long for me. Yes. Um, it might be a little rambly, so please feel free to, to interrupt me. But, okay. I will admit that I didn't quite know what law was before I came to law school. And what I mean by that is, like, dear listeners, we were all taught <laughs> about civics, right? <laughs> the branches of government, the checks and balances. Laws, they're made by the legislature. They can be changed by the legislature. And we're in a federalist system. We've got national laws and state laws and local laws, so many laws. And sometimes the judicial, the judicial branch strikes them down because they're unconstitutional. Sometimes there's an executive order that gets thrown in. But basically, the legislature makes laws, and there's so many of them at these different levels getting changed. And, you know, so there's a lot for professional in law to know. So surely law school is about learning what laws the legislature has passed. And then once we know the laws, we can know how to advise people on how to not break the law. Or if someone has broken the law, <laughs> we can um, point to which laws they've broken and like what the recourse is based on that law. That is literally what I thought law school was. Yeah, same. Is that not what it is? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, unfortunately, that is not what, that is not the entirety of law. Yeah, legislatures make laws. Okay, but that's like such a small part of law school. And like, if if that was law school and what law was at all, um, mm -hmm. then like research would be so much easier because you're, you, you know where to go. You go to the statute, you go to the law. Yeah, it's straightforward. Um, like A, B, C, boom, boom, yeah. boom right? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so anyways, I, 
such a small part of what law school is. So, dear listener, <laughs> you know. Listen, we're confused like, because legal is, research is so hard. We don't even but, know how to describe it. But yeah, if this is what you also, maybe like your conception of law. I even Googled because I was like, maybe I just missed something. But if you Google like, what is law? How are laws made? You get the Schoolhouse Rock video. It's number yeah. three. It's number I'm three. Just it's all about bill. like. Yeah. <laughs> so, if that is also what you think, then let me just like pull in context from our previous episodes to like paint the picture more. <clears throat> you know how we're always talking about briefing cases and like picking out rules from cases and why the rule is important in our memos and like synthesizing multiple cases. So those like rules are like mini laws. Like, because judges are bound to follow what previous judges have said about similar issues because of stare decisis, mm. then, like, you not only are looking at the statute, you're looking at what <clears throat> um, judges have done. Like, yes, Wait, I had so heard. Yeah. Can I pause you just really quick? Yeah. Because I feel like up until two months ago, I had no idea what stare decisis was. <laughs> it sounds like a glam rock band, if I'm being honest. It should be. Uh, it should be. And maybe an 11th hour Halloween costume? Who knows? <laughs> um, so stare decisis is basically this idea that a court has to follow its previous decision. Um, it literally means stand by things decided. So like if the local courthouse and wh- wherever you live said that dogs can't pee on the sidewalk, then any, <laughs> then any case that comes into that courthouse where a dog potentially peed on a sidewalk, they have to say, yeah, dogs can't do that. Um, yeah, even, oh. if there, even if the legislature hasn't brought it up, if that came up um, as, a, as an interpretation of a law mm-hmm. that already existed. And I mean, like, we, we've heard about it. Like, the example that I was thinking of was <coughs> um, the Supreme Court case, Miranda v. Arizona, which is we hear the Miranda rights all the time. Like once the Supreme, like on TV, <laughs> once the Supreme Court passed that, of course, other judges had to provide attorneys um, for people who couldn't afford them in criminal cases. You know, like I guess, but I think I attached this idea of like following previous judgments to this idea of federalism. Like, of course, we're going to follow the Supreme Court, what they have ruled. But I did not appreciate that, like, every court is following, like, the courts that are in their little bubble. So, like, if you're a trial court in Missouri, you're following the appellate court and the Supreme Court of Missouri. So, like, you you have to look. And, like, I looked up. I was like, how many opinions are there even in Missouri? And, like, the Supreme Court in Missouri, their website says that they publish about 100 opinions a year. And... Like, that's just, like, one state's Supreme Court. There's, like, all the states, all of their, like, appellate court, Supreme Court, trial court, like, and then the, like, district courts and the Federal Court of Appeals and the Supreme Court. Like, (coughs) this, like, I had just not, like, that, like, the amount of research that goes into looking at all of the possible cases and then, and then, like, cases that might be relevant like you were saying earlier, could be overturned. Um, yeah, so bad like, law, baby. All that, <clears throat> I just, I, it is, that is so much more work than looking at what the statute is. 
If only it were that easy. If I know. only it were that straightforward. Yeah. Uh, well, so I, I did end up kind of like looking around because um, I was like, it's not going to be, it's like kind of maybe not great to just complain about stare decisis on the podcast. I found this law review article from Michigan Law Review. It's called Stare Decisis and the Rule of Law by Jeremy Waldron from mm-hmm. 2011. And it was like, it, it kind of helped explain it and um, and it, yeah, I'm just going to read two little excerpts. Okay. okay. Um, Our jurisprudence is cluttered with a haphazard variety of considerations adduced to justify stare decisis. And so I'm reading this and I'm like, yeah, I want to justify stare decisis. Okay, here we go. They include <laughs> the importance of stability, respect for established expectations, Decisional efficiency, oh. the orderly development of the law, Burkean deferences, deference to <clears throat> ancestral wisdom, formal or comparative justice, fairness, community, integrity, the moral importance of treating like cases alike, and the political desirability of disciplining our judges and reducing any opportunity for judicial activism. The justification of stare decisis is a field to which many contributions have been made, but to which little system has been brought. Uh, I thought that was really interesting. I was like, okay, there are reasons to have this. Um, I'll link to it on the blog just because it goes into much more depth than that. But even reading those, I'm like, yeah, that's a good reason to have. That's a good reason to follow previous law. But just when I'm sitting there doing my research assignment, I'm like, this is simply the worst. Garbage? Yes. <laughs> if only it were, and then we could throw it out. But we are bound. <laughs> we are bound to this. Yeah, um, we are Sisyphus, and legal research is our rock. I think I've now said that about legal research <laughs> and ICWs. I feel that so strongly, though. But see, here's the thing. Now we're both done with ICW for the semester. Nope, I got it. What? <clears throat> I got oh, one I more can... chapter. Ooh, you can do it. Yeah. Allegedly. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> oh. Our um our property midterm uh the final question was like we had to evaluate a general right to destroy property. What it was that sounds really so fun. cool. <laughs> I can't wait to take property. Yeah. Property's really interesting. I've actually heard that property sucks, but I'm not willing to subscribe to that yet. It's incredible. And um, our textbook is like not the most conservative textbook ever. Like it'll say it'll say things like for the for the portion on coverture, um, it'll say like during marriage the the couples like the the rights were combined those rights being the man's or it like would say that explicitly (laughs) like like a little sentence here and there they Um, might as well just say down with the patriarchy you know they want to you know they want to (laughs) yeah and i think my professor is uh is like open-minded and it isn't just teaching us like that things the way property is now is how property always has to be which is nice that's um, the fun thing about law. And but you know, I got research. my property midterm back. You did? Yeah. And, and it was un- so it's ungraded. Oh. Um, I mean, he put a grade on it, 
but it's not going to count for anything. But the, so I was, I was happy when I got it. It was like, it said a minus slash B plus. What? But then I was yeah, like, girl, now I have to really try like all that stuff I said in the previous episode. <laughs> episodes yeah. like, well, I don't know how I'll do like, so, you know, is it worth it to really try? And then now Ooh. that I have this piece of information, that's like, if you just try a little harder, like that's actually yeah, I mean, that's a great grade, but it's also, like, the worst grade yeah. because now it means that you're, like, within the range the of getting an yeah. A. <laughs> like, if I go from that on the midterm to a B- minus or C plus or something, it's going to be just, like, all the worst. Whereas if I got, like, a B- slash C plus now. You'd be like, cool. Midterm, like, I'm I'd be sh- like, of course, that's what I got. Like, Yeah. Duh. Or, like, I'm going to shoot for a B plus. Be really stoked with an A minus. <laughs> right. But I, I think the property is my favorite class. So that was that. And I'm about to do my torts midterm, I think, tonight. I did um, my torts midterm last week and I'm still waiting do to you get know it yet? back. Ah. No, but so he I turned it in last Tuesday and he today dished out a second midterm. We have two midterms and a final. The two midterms are not graded. Everything is riding on this final. Um, yeah, yeah, but I think I have a, like I think I'm gonna do okay in torts. Like I, I get it. I follow it. Wow. Sid Pro though, that's a whole nother, whole nother ball game. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, anyway, um, were we gonna talk about anything else tonight, or have we sufficiently <laughs> kvetched about? That was the main. That was the main <laughs> order of business. Very um, good. Oh, you know what? I have, I do have one more thing. What? Um, I want to do a quick plug for my classmate Ansley. Ansley. Hey, Ansley. Her current service dog, who <gasps> comes to class every day and is a precious, helpful, lovely dog, is turning eight, and so Ansley is currently fundraising for a replacement service dog that she has met already and bonded with it's a puppy who's training in north carolina right now actually oh my um, so i'll share her gofundme page and a picture of the dog uh who's incredibly cute so so cute on the blog um but here's a little excerpt from her like page this puppy would change my life having a solid well-trained and confident prospect would allow me and willow that's her current service dog um to transition as seamlessly as possible into willow's retirement he would allow me to continue living independently and to keep pursuing my dreams of completing law school once she retires. He would take over her role and go with me wherever I go to help mitigate my disabilities. So, um, heck yeah. We should just yeah. totally, everyone who's listening to this, just a couple bucks to Hansley. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I worked with a woman who had a service dog and it was so important to make sure that the turnover was like as seamless as possible because yeah. it takes so much work to train service animals. So yeah, I'll be donating. Of course. There's a um, fundraiser coming up. Uh, so if you're in St. Louis and listening to this, just like holler at me. But um, <laughs> Ansley was like at the fundraiser, everyone can pet Willow as much as they want. And I was like, <gasps> Oh yeah, baby. Yeah. <laughs> just if you're listening to this and I've never interacted with a service dog, don't, don't pet a service dog ah. without <laughs> yeah, without. <Yeah>. Um, <laughs> so uh, that is why that is such a treat. Yeah. So that's that's the only other thing that I had made a note of. 
Well, in that case. We should never do this this late again. <laughs> yeah, we are. I'm barely waiting. Our... <laughs> it's like, what did I just talk about? Mm. Rambled about starry decisis. <laughs> what now? <laughs> what? Well, I think on that note, it's 10.51 where I am. And that's like two hours <laughs> past my bedtime. So. <laughs> uh, well, <sighs> have a lovely rest of the week. Good oh, luck well. with research. I'll talk to you in November. <gasps> Whoa. Whoa. Oh, yeah. I went to my Halloween party. It was really fun. I didn't go to mine. I heard it was really fun. <laughs> <laughs> cool. We'll end there. There we go. <laughs> Bye, y'all. Bye.